0: what's up y'all it's Kavya. welcome back to the 17th episode of women on the mic today i'm so excited to get to talk to simone charlie professional soccer player for the portland thorns and um for canberra united in australia thank you so much simone for taking the time and talking with me today yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited. I know we've been in contact for a while, but I'm glad we finally worked this out. <laughs> yeah, seriously.
1: It's been a crazy few months, I um, think for everyone. <laughs>
0: have you have you been doing anything like have you been keeping yourself busy during this time? Any new hobbies or Um,
1: mostly reading. I really like to read, so I've been catching up on books that my friends have been recommending. Any um, good
0: ones? I've been checking
1: uh I read this one called Love Does by Bob Goff. It was really good. Probably one of my new favorites. Um I'm trying to think. I also picked up it's called In the
0: Mountain Echoes.
1: Ooh, it's by I heard of that. Oh,
0: have you really? Yeah. Like there's I think it's like a s- series, right? There's like a few books before and after that. Maybe?
1: Yeah. Uh, the author... I think it's Khaled Hussaini. He's written, like, two other books, yeah. Tide Runner and A Thousand Splendid Sons, and those are, like, two of my favorites. So I was like, okay, I got to try this other book. So
0: That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I know. I've been, like, trying to read some books, too, and also, like, I've been cooking a lot, too, because now, like, we're at home. Oh, really? Kind of, like, yeah, it's been fun. Just trying new recipes and, you know, just trying to cook some yeah. good food. Okay. Um, First, you know, I want to talk to you about, you know, your sports journey. Obviously, you know, you're a super talented athlete. So I want to know, how, like, how did you get involved in sports? Like, what was the first, what was your first experience with sports like?
1: Yeah, um, so I have an older brother and an older sister. And they both kind of started, I guess, the whole sports journey for me. Um, my sister was two years older than me. She started playing basketball and my brother started playing football. This was mm-hmm. all in elementary school. And so once I started kindergarten, my parents were just like, okay, well your siblings are playing sports. So I'm like, Simone, which one do you want to try? And so they just kind of like handed me the rec calendar and I just went through it and just picked soccer. I was <laughs> so just like, I want to do soccer. And my parents were just kind of like, uh, okay, soccer, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> Um. But yeah, so then I just kind of picked it randomly, I guess. And then I started playing and I just, I loved it from the beginning. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, that's kind of how I got started playing soccer.
0: I mean, I know you mentioned your siblings played sports. What was it like to grow up in a family with like, was super like sports oriented. How did that, you know, push you or impact you?
1: Yeah, so it was really cool, actually. Just like, having other people or we all just kind of took sports pretty seriously. So my um parents shortly after all of us kind of started playing sports had us all start doing track and field as well mm-hmm. in a way just to keep us in shape. And so that was kind of nice just having something I think just to bond over every summer it was we we're traveling to different meets and competing and, uh, towards the end, we all started doing the same event, we were all triple jumpers and long jumpers, and so it was nice, I just kind of had my siblings teach me how to triple jump yeah. and how to long jump and give me tips and stuff like that, so it was definitely really nice.
0: Yeah, that's neat. I mean, you mentioned you're a track athlete, and I know you you did two in college, you did track and you were, you played soccer at Vanderbilt. I mean, playing yeah. one sport in college is like no easy feat, so what was it like to play two? <laughs> um I didn't get much sleep um no but it was
1: actually it was a really cool experience um it was cool just being able to I guess in a way have a break from each sport which Mm -hmm. I think is unique and that it kind of keeps you from burning out because you know towards the end of soccer season it's like okay now I have a break with now I get to just focus on track Mm -hmm. um but it was definitely different as well just with track being an individual sport versus Mm -hmm. soccer being a team sport it's two completely different mindsets um but I feel like I was able just to kind of learn a lot about myself in a team environment as well as just being and doing an individual sport Mm -hmm. and yeah I really enjoyed it though it was cool
0: I mean, you mentioned it yourself, like, track, you have a team, you're, like, representing your school and, like, your team, but you're out there competing on your own, while in soccer, you have, like, all these other, your teammates, like, on the field with you, so how did that difference kind of impact you from the mental perspective, or did that not really, like, matter?
1: Yeah, Uh, so with track especially, I think with it being an individual sport, it's kind of, like the responsibility feels like it's entirely on you. And Mm -hmm. so like training and everything is very meticulous and detail oriented, especially with the results being objective Mm -hmm. and it's, you can win or lose by a centimeter or a millisecond. And so it really is just like everything you do matters. And Mm -hmm. that includes diet and weightlifting and training and things like that Mm. and so that kind of like detail like attention to detail and tediousness i feel like i learned in track whereas i feel like now i'm now playing pro soccer i feel like i'm learning how to apply that to soccer where soccer you know it's a team sport and yeah there's what you do matters but there's also 10 other people on the field with you and Mm -hmm. you know a lot of times you think you can oh I don't have to do this and I don't have to do that because you know I have 10 other people out there with me but I feel like with track I learned how to pay attention to the details Mm -hmm. because now at the pro level in soccer that's actually what makes the biggest difference
0: yeah I totally agree. And with soccer, like, obviously, you know, you're still going to feel pressure in, like, games in certain situations, but I feel like track, that pressure might be amplified because it's, like, just you. So how – what's your advice yeah. on, like, dealing with pressure, you know, when you're in those circumstances?
1: Yeah. Um. So I actually – oh, I guess shout-out to Vicky Weasley, who is a sports psychologist at Vandy, who is <laughs> <laughs> literally – The best thing ever, I literally met with her weekly to kind of keep me sane during track season. Um, But I think one thing that she always told me was first just how, you know, being nervous is your body's way of telling you that you're ready. Mm -hmm. And so I would just, like, try and remind myself of that. And I also feel like just reminding yourself that your best is good enough. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times, especially when you get to... like a high level whether it's nationals or the olympic trials or whatever you think oh i have to go do something crazy and do something i'm not capable of or pull something out of thin air and it's like no if you just give your best effort that's good enough and i think just finding like peace and being able to do your best is what has made the biggest difference for me in on the big stage
0: i know you mentioned you're a sports psychologist and i think like I feel like a lot of teams, they kind of disregard how important it is to train, like, your mind and the mental side of things. Like, my high school volleyball team, we have, like, we kind of do a lot of meditation and emphasize, you know, the mindset and stuff like that, which I feel like helps us win a lot of games and helps us be better. And it's not, like, solely the physical side of things, but it's also, you know, the mental side of things, which truly helps. Yeah,
1: no, for sure. Honestly, the mental side is more important than the physical
0: Mm -hmm. side Yeah. That's
1: the, that's, yeah, what makes a difference for
0: sure. And I think, you know, everyone can agree, you perform your best when you're super confident and you have that mindset where you're like calm and collected. Um, But, you know, there are obviously times when we're down on ourselves and, you know, we, we have those little destructive mindsets and that, that like truly impacts the way we play or whether it's not even in the class, I mean, in the, on the field or in the gym, it's, you know, in the classroom, it's in any situation, like your mind is super powerful. So what are some ways, you know, you found helpful to be able to kind of shift that mindset from one that's, you know, destructive to a more confident, positive, like productive one?
1: Yeah, um, I think I just try and pay attention to what I'm thinking Mm -hmm. instead of just kind of like letting thoughts passively just go through your mind. I think it's very important to think, Okay, what am I thinking, or what as as Vicky, told tell me like what are what are the lies that I'm telling myself? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like important to recognize those negative thoughts, essentially the lies that you're telling yourself, yeah. and so I think it's kind of like what you were saying with meditation and stuff, a lot of meditation has to do with paying attention to mm-hmm. your thoughts, yeah. and I think that that's really important instead of just passively letting thoughts go through your head. It's like no. What, is, what, am, what am I thinking? How mm-hmm. is this affecting my mood? And if it's something negative, why am I telling myself this lie? And why am I believing
0: it? Yeah. So I think it's just paying attention, I think is very important. Yeah, I think it's super powerful to just kind of be conscious of like what you're thinking and how you can shift that mindset. Um, can you like pinpoint a time or like a period, whether that be, you know, when you were younger or even like recently when you felt like not confident, like, whether that, like, playing sport?
1: Yeah. Um, I would say when I first came out to Portland, Mm -hmm. that was very challenging for me. So, I guess kind of my story is, um, so I, you know, they have the draft and everything, and I didn't get drafted, Mm -hmm. but I had, or Mark reached out to me, basically, as far as coming out to Portland and training with the team, Mm and just, being a practice player, and so I remember I came out here, come to my first few sessions, and I'm just like, holy crap! <laughs> like <laughs> everyone is so good. <laughs> 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 and it was to say it was hard. Mm-hmm. I don't like, isn't understatement. Yeah. Like practice was challenging, and you know you go from college where you know everyone was good in college you know, and so it's like, oh, you're like, you know, a leader on the team and playing mm-hmm. all the time, and then you come to, or for me, I come to Portland, and it's like, yeah, no, I have a lot to develop, I have a lot of growth, and it was just, it was hard, and for the longest time, I had no confidence, um, there were a lot of tears shed, mm-hmm. <laughs> to say the least, um, but uh, I think for me, kind of like what I was talking about earlier as far as the track and field and learning about having to pay attention to the details. And I feel like that's something I had to learn years that that is what makes the biggest difference. And mm-hmm. so I know I just kind of hit a really low point about halfway through my first year here. And it was just like, yeah, I feel like I'm not getting better. I feel like I'm still, I've been here a couple months and I'm still sucked essentially <laughs> and so I was just like you know I gotta go back to the basics and I gotta go and just start kicking the ball against the wall and reteach myself how to play soccer mm-hmm. and so I just started doing a lot of practicing on my own and just staying after practice every mm-hmm. day, kicking the ball against the wall doing drills and stuff like that and um, fast forward I guess 8-9 months Uh, get an opportunity to try out for the team for preseason and it kind of turned around. I ended up making the team after that but when you talk about having low confidence I yeah that was definitely a challenging time
0: for me. I mean that's really inspiring and I think you know one of the things sports teaches you is like the importance of drive and resilience and like clearly you know your story just showcased that and the impact of you know working hard and staying like driven in your path um how how has sports you know shaped your character off the field as well you know obviously you've learned all these things but is there like a you know tangible experience you could like reference that kind of shows like displays how you how sports has impacted you off the field
1: yeah that's a really good question um like for, so I uh, yeah, go say, ahead. Oh, what were you
0: gonna say? No, I was just like saying like for me, I feel like volleyball and just playing sports in general has like increased my confidence and my like ability to risk take and and like be courageous in yeah. just situations. So like in the classroom, you know, I'm less afraid to sh- or I'm yeah less afraid to share my opinion and like raise my hand and participate in discussions. And I feel like that comes directly from what I've learned from sport.
1: Oh, I like that.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would
1: say for me, um so my coach in college was very much like a character development mm-hmm. type person where it was like as a team we're reading different books about character because it's like if you're if the stronger your character is, that's going to affect how you play. Yeah. And I think just with all the books that we read I think as far as, for me at least, like leadership has been something that I think has been helpful. Like I think we've talked a lot about servant leadership and how, you know, you always think of a leader as someone, oh, that's the person who tells you what to do and who is at the front all the time when in actuality what makes a good leader is the person who's willing to give you their last, Mm there to encourage you but also hold you accountable and kind of I guess finding that balance and mm-hmm. making sure that if you want to be a good teammate and also a good leader you have to make sure that you're that person who is sac- being the most sacrificial for yeah. the betterment of other people mm-hmm. and I think that that's something I've learned and i noticed it also in my relationships and friendships and things like that mm-hmm. just making sure that I'm giving my all and that
0: I'm, yeah, Yeah. doing the best that I can. That's a great point about like leaders, because I feel like there's this misconception that leaders are like the loudest people or the oldest or you know, yeah, what you would consider a leader. That's that's what first comes to mind. But I feel like you don't have to be the loudest to be the leader. It's like the person who's setting the example and kind of working hard and like exactly what you said, like sacrificing for the team. So that's a great point. Yeah. Um. So you currently play pro, you play in Australia, and you play for Portland. Did you always know, like, you wanted to go pro? Was that, like, your goal?
1: Yeah, so that's kind of been my goal since I started playing soccer when I was five. I just, I had so much fun when I first started. I was like, I want to do this forever. Yeah. So, Yeah. Like, you're
0: in such an awesome league, you're surrounded by so many, like, amazing female athletes, and not only are they, like, impacting, you know, the sport on the field, but they're, you know, fighting for change off the field as well. So, what's it like to be a part of a community of, you know, women who are constantly fighting for positive change? Oh,
1: amazing. (laughs) Like, my teammates, just people in the league, just inspire me on a daily, Yeah, (laughs) Um, just whether that's you see people fighting for gender equality mm-hmm. or um, even recently with Black Lives Matter, just the strides that people have been making and uh, the risks that people are willing to take yeah. to fight for things that they believe in mm-hmm. is just inspiring. And I'm excited to be a part of a group of women as strong as, as my teammates and the other women in the NWSL.
0: I mean, with respect to like change in action, you know, these last few weeks, many people have been, you know, speaking out, advocating, educating themselves about, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement. And I think, you know, one thing which really stood out to me, you wrote on your Instagram post recently, is kind of like the difference between being supportive because it's quote unquote trendy and like, you know, this whole performative activism thing versus like really, you know, being ready to be uncomfortable and recognizing it's like an everyday commitment. You know, for people who haven't read that post of yours, do you mind kind of sharing, like, the gist of what you wrote and the message you kind of want to spread?
1: Yeah. Um, so I just kind of, I guess I had sat in my feelings for about a week or so after George Floyd's murder. Mm-hmm. And I think it was just difficult for me because, well, outside of obvious reasons, mm-hmm. but I felt like on social media it suddenly became cool yeah. to post about black people post Black Lives Matter and um I think that for me was just frustrating seeing that because it seemed as if a movement and the prejudice that people face daily in their lives was suddenly trendy and something cool to talk about Mm -hmm. and so in my post I just kind of talked about my reluctance to get excited about you know how quote-unquote popular Mm -hmm. the Black Lives Matter movement is um but also just kind of a call to action for people who are now posting about it and um, supporting it on social media to actually do something Mm -hmm. and to make a change to their daily habits and to educate themselves and to support black businesses and have it not just in words that they say, but action that follows suit to everything that they're posting. And so that was just kind of a post about just my feelings as well as, Just reminding people that it's more than just about saying that you support the movement, but Mm -hmm. making sure that you do something about it.
0: Yeah, totally. I mean, do you know uh, Shania Gumake? She's a WNBA player on the LA Sparks. And, you know, she said something recently, which I thought kind of hit the spot about athletes when it comes to, you know, leading change. She said... The reason why you see athletes leading the change when it comes to social change is because it's in our DNA we're team players and we're wired to care for the last player on the bench mm-hmm. as we care about ourselves and I thought like like dang, like she That's hit the spot powerful. on that and <laughs> <I got chilled. laughs> yeah and I wanted to hear you know what you had to say when like it comes to how much power you think athletes hold when it comes to being catalysts for social change, like in other words. Like, what do you think is the reason why so many athletes are at, like, the forefront of these situations, you know, calling for change?
1: Yeah. So I think sports just gives athletes a unique platform Mm -hmm. because people look up to athletes, um, follow them on social media, all of that. And so I think with the platform that athletes have, it's important that we use it for change. And I also think, kind of like what you were saying earlier, just the – unique experience that we have as an athlete, which a lot of it is caring about everyone on your team and yeah. pushing towards a goal and working towards things that matter. Um, I think that's just kind of something that when you see something that you find unfair or that you don't like, it's it's like in your DNA, <laughs> exactly yeah. what you said, um, to want it to change and want it to be different. Mm-hmm. And I think as athletes, we're problem solvers because that's essentially what you do in a game you see some, something happens and you don't like it or it's not working as a team the first thing you got to do back to the drawing board and you got to fix it yeah and so when you see something in society that you don't like it's like okay we need to fix this mm-hmm. how do we fix this And so i think that's a, another reason why athletes are vocal about issues that we have in society because we're, we're problem solvers yeah
0: <laughs> totally i mean, totally agree with that and i don't think it could have been said better but before i end this i want to i have two more questions but i want to ask, ask you a fun one i know we kind of talked about some deep stuff here like the mental stuff <laughs> um but we i was gonna ask you like what books were you reading but you already told me so are you watching like, any good shows or movies i was a huge this is us fan mm, yeah. if your tissues ready that is
1: a quality tv show but it will like pull on your heartstrings for sure um i actually started watching the documentary 13th oh yeah yeah i watched
0: that yeah um so the final question i want to ask you firstly i want to just thank you for taking the time and talking with me it was super fun and i definitely learned a lot Yeah. No, thanks for having me. This has been a good conversation. Yeah. Um, So my final question, I ask everyone I interview this, but I think it's kind of cool to get everyone's different answers. But what's the most important thing, you know, you think we should be teaching young women today? Ooh. Yeah, I got to drop like a final mic drop on that. (laughs) Uh, I
1: think just that you can be whatever you want to. I think a lot of times as girls, especially growing up, we're limited and told that oh no, you can only do this and you can only do that. Yeah. And I think it's time to stand up against that and say no, I can be whatever I want to be. And so I think just yeah, and power just focusing on empowering young girls mm-hmm. to chase after their dreams, whatever that may be. And yeah awesome
0: thank you so much again for taking the time and it was it was awesome talking with you
1: yeah no thanks for having me